0: listening to the full 10 yards podcast with your host Timothy Lambert Monk Yes, we welcome you in to another episode of the Full 10 Yards podcast. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to each and every one of the listeners out there. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I know I had a great Christmas. I hope you did too. And I know someone that probably did have a good Christmas. It was Lee Wakefield. Lee, how was your Christmas, my friend?
1: Yeah, it was really good, thanks. Yeah, really enjoyed it. How a great
0: yeah, it was very good. Yeah, it went very quick. Unfortunately, uh, 2019 is almost here. And uh, yeah, the, the regular season obviously is, is finished now for, uh, after this week in the in the NFL, which is always a sad, sad point of the season.
1: Yeah, it is. But obviously we've got January football to look forward to, yeah. college playoff football, and then obviously uh, looking forward to the draft. So yeah, it's always something going on. So always something to get you interested and pique that interest.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it seems only like yesterday we we were drafting and we did our podcasts on the draft. But uh, yeah, how, how, how yeah. time goes quickly. It's, um, but yeah, obviously we were we were not here on Tuesday because it was a small matter of Christmas Day. And like I say, I uh, hope you all had a very good Christmas out there. My um, one of my brothers got me a uh, Dallas Cowboys full size replica helmet for for Christmas. Nice. So, yeah, nice. wasn't uh, Wasn't expecting that. So that was quite nice. Um, usually because he's a tight ass. But there we go. <laughs> yeah. So he, he doesn't listen to the podcast. so it's fine. Um, yeah no shout out to my brother Chris Uh, yeah really appreciate that present Uh, so yeah today's podcast we will be recapping uh, most of the week 16 games obviously quite a lot of playoff implications on there and look ahead to the more meaningful games there in week 17 but before we do that a couple of bits of news to get through Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers kicker Chris Boswell is on injured reserve and has been replaced by Matt McCrane so we can expect the, the Pittsburgh Steelers to go for two quite a lot there against the Cincinnati Bengals and let's face it they don't defend anyone so they're probably going to be successful on the majority of those uh, Quincy Nemoir has uh, penned a 36 million four-year deal with the Jets so he's obviously tied up there now for the next couple of years with Sam Darnold who's looked pretty impressive over the last couple of weeks if I do say so myself Uh, Staying in the AFC East, Kyle Williams, the defensive tackle there, fifth-round pick out of LSU, is retiring after 13 seasons with the Buffalo Bills, recorded 48.5 sacks and 607 tackles. Um, You can tell I'm reading that off the top of my paper because I wouldn't have that in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Some Week 17 news before we get to Week 17. Tilly Bridgewater is confirmed the starter for the Saints against the Carolina Panthers, so... I know we'll, we'll talk about that uh, maybe in a bit, Lee, whether or not that may be an audition for Teddy Bridgewater. Mm. but, but um, Yeah. yeah. Uh, breaking news, uh, last couple of minutes, Todd Gurley is officially out uh, for Week 17, uh, which kind of makes sense, really. you would be surprised if they uh, aren't able to to secure up that number two seed there. And CJ Anderson did well enough last week, um, as I'm sure most fantasy, fantasy championship-winning teams maybe would have picked him up off the waivers and, and led their teams to victory. So, yeah. That was uh, that was the week that was in the NFL. So let's recap, Lee. Let's recap week sixteen. So what do, you want, what do you want to start off? With? Should we start off with? I've got I've got here on my just flicking through my pages. Sorry, uh, Ravens and Ravens and Chargers. <laughs> there we start there.
1: Ravens starting for New Year's Eve a bit earlier. Yeah. Than, uh, than anticipated. Um, yeah, I guess I guess we'll start here. Um, yeah, the Baltimore defense came to play. Uh, showed why the number one defense in the game at the moment. Uh, they played with really, really high intensity, absolutely flying to the ball, uh, all game long, really, and didn't really give the Chargers room to breathe, I would say. Mm. Uh, quite frustrating to watch uh, on both sides of the board, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, you know, they didn't give us a room to breathe, and then, on the other hand, the Chargers didn't really get going. And just like the Kansas City game, Philip Rivers threw a pick on the first game, uh, first play of the game. He really loves it, did not he? <laughs> yeah, it, I think it's like a little tactic that they've sort of devised to... Get the offense kick-started and try and get ahead early, which obviously a, a legit tactic against the Ravens. Cause obviously, they're not built to play from behind, <laughs> um, you know, in, in in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but yeah, it backfired, and Baltimore just ran out and deserved winner, I thought, in the end. Yeah, and um, now have uh, one hand on the AFC North.
2: Yeah,
1: want to give a quick shout out to Lamar Jackson. Um, wasn't spectacular by any means. He mixed a no. uh, you know, enough I would say good throws in with really bad ones as well, which. Mm. Was few of, yeah. um, with his running abilities, and he got the job done again, and he's not there as a passer, not even close, I would say, but his win-loss record is pretty good at the moment, and he it looked like he was having loads of fun on Saturday, which even though it was against my team, was quite nice to see.
0: Mm. Yeah, well obviously the all the rookie quarterbacks, the amount of pressure that they've had placed upon them this season. Yeah, it's nice for someone to go out there and maybe not feel the pressure. Maybe he didn't he obviously didn't show. But uh, yeah, I, I thought Lamar Jackson just played sensible football. We didn't really do didn't really want to do too much and and, and force anything in. Um mm. Philip Rivers, like I say, for the second week running pick on the first on the first play of the game. Um and that's 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 a habit he wants to kick coming into January. Um uh, but yeah, interesting Saturday saw actually the Ravens and Chargers. Ravens are four and one on on a Saturday since the year two thousand, uh won the last four straight. But the Chargers are one and seven on Saturday since uh, two thousand, which is the worst in the NFL. Mm. Yeah. I saw those
1: stats beforehand and I, I was hoping that we were gonna book those
0: trends, honest with yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, obviously the uh, get the gates fumble at the end there, where uh, the Chargers the Chargers driving the game could have been oh so different perhaps, but uh, yeah, Ravens coming away with that one yeah. was was fairly comfortable, um, and like I say now uh, the Ravens with the stranglehold on the on the AFC North after the uh, the fiasco of the fake punt in the Saints versus Steelers game.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we'll probably see each other again in a couple of weeks' time as well, so maybe a bit of a a revenge game on the way. Mm.
0: Do you fancy? Do you fancy the char- your charges, uh, your chances against the Ravens in the away? Uh, do you know what? I'd rather
1: play the Steelers to be honest with you because I'd rather get into a shootout against a bad defence, which mm. I would. That cost the Steelers as. Mm. But the fact that we've played them only, you know, last week, I mean, the tape will be two weeks old by the time we play them, which could could be in our favour because I don't think with Jackson so inexperienced in that offence, which isn't completely his own yet they can't really expand it too much beyond what we've just seen. So yeah. hopefully we be able to make some adjustments and,
2: yeah. you know, hopefully
1: we won't play, because uh, we didn't play our best. I'm not going to be away from Baltimore, because so they no. did play really well. But I think if they, they're they going to come down a level or two and then we're going to go up a level or two, and then, like I said, if we're sort of um, only watching tape that's a couple of weeks old and they can't really do too much no. more, no. hopefully we'll be able to get over the top. And we're better on the road as well. Yeah, is,
0: Yeah. That's is, good. Uh, that's a good point
1: a strange, a strange thing to say going to playoffs. So maybe it's, it's, it's quite good in a way—a blessing in disguise, may, maybe. Mm. Um, that you know we're not the number one seed at the moment, and then you know playing to win this week to be number one seed or mm. you know have the buy at least.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm, I'm eager to see what the the handicap line will be for the Chargers because I'm going to be all over the Chargers against the, the Ravens. They like say Chargers had a bit of a funny game. They're not going to play like that again. And say the Ravens pretty much played to to the optimum, you know, their utopia. So, it'd be interesting to see if it, you know, even if it levels out a little bit, that Gates doesn't have that fumble, it's a it's a totally different game. So, I think maybe everyone's going to take away, you know, the final result and how how much the defense of, of Baltimore suffocated the Chargers. I just think it'll turn on its head a little bit come come January. So, it'd be interesting to see. And say, a, a playoff game would be a whole new thing for for Lamar Jackson.
2: Yeah, yeah
0: he'll yeah. be he'll be yeah. at home. Everyone will be expectant. And they say it'd be interesting to see how how free he plays uh, in in that game if the uh, two teams do meet in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, yeah, I'll look forward to it if it it does turn out that way, don't I? Yeah, Okay. Uh, So, obviously, that had huge implications on the Steelers-Saints game, uh, but the Saints coming away with this one with the win. But, yeah, the big talking point on this one was the the fake punt and the ripple effect that that caused, because that that, that fake fake punt um, had eight teams with plough scenarios that affected just because of that. That uh, you know weren't able to convert it, but Saints clinched number one seed. Uh, Drew Brees fifteen and four against divisional leaders, which was what I thought was an interesting, uh, an interesting stat. And Juju obviously sending out a tweet, playing that he was going to play for all the fancy, fantasy players there in week sixteen, coughing up the ball right at the end, which was I, I thought was quite ironic. Yeah, it
1: was it was painful, wasn't it for him? You know. He- he sort of wears his heart on his sleeve doesn't he and he, he does these things like you know puts out this tweet which is really cool it's really good fun yeah. he strikes me as like a really fun character and then obviously you know it's heartbreaking keeps him to sort of come up with that you know cough up that ball at the end which you know puts the game in his head late on mm.
0: yeah but so yeah i mean I, I, I can't remember too much of the game if i'm honest but um <laughs> i know the steelers were going gung-ho uh but the saints just had a bit, a bit too much for them and the steelers just come up a bit short
1: yeah, I think that was what it was. Um, you know, just looking, looking purely from a statistical point of view, you could say that we only 6-5 rushing yards. The Steelers didn't get the rush game going and we're a bit imbalanced. Um, obviously, Smith-Houston and Antonio Brown both had great games. Oh, yeah. Um Well over 100 yards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Saints are a more balanced team. and Balance is you know, generally what gets you there in yeah. the NFL.
0: Yeah, well, we've seen that last couple of weeks. So that Saints defense is has come to play but yeah those wide receivers just want to touch on those and and obviously the Big Big Ben effect as well but Antonio Brown 14 receptions on 19 targets uh, 185 yards and 2 touchdowns Juju Smith-Schuster 11 receptions 115 yards uh, (laughs) on 15 targets and my word I mean that's 300 yards of offence through the air there for for Big Ben alone Um, Antonio Brown also uh, sets a new franchise record for Pittsburgh: fifteen touchdowns on the season. But what, how, how do we how do we see these two kind of playing out? Antonio Brown and Juju when when Ben retires?
2: Um, well,
1: they're just both they're probably the best tandem in the NFL. I would say as a one-two punch mm. uh, right now. So you know if they can get a competent quarterback, it's great weapons to have. Yeah. I would say. And then you know you are looking at maybe having James Conner or Jalen Samuels as a, a one-two punch as well. Yeah. Looks good because obviously James Samuels has has played well in in the stead of um, Legon Bell, obviously, and then Connor as well when he's not been uh, healthy um, over the last few weeks. So it looks like yeah if they've got some weapons they've they've also got a decent offensive line as well which is a massive boon for you know young quarterback so yeah I think they they've been good they stood in good stead
0: mm. yeah I mean it'd be, it'd be interesting I, I think we've we've still got a couple of years of, of Big Ben and it'd be interesting oh, yeah. to see if if they if Big Ben and Antonio Brown kind of leave leave at the same time it's almost like Gronk and Brady isn't it but maybe a couple of years further down the line but um, yeah I mean I, I think Juju. Uh, you know, talking five, six years down the line now, when those two, those other two have, have perhaps gone, I, d- I do think you'll start to see maybe a more of a run heavy uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. And you know, at the moment you've got Mason Rudolph there and Joshua Dobbs. Then they're, they're by no means big Ben uh chucking and slinging the ball. So it'd be interesting to see look the dynamic of that team and kind of what their identity is. Yeah, no, I
1: completely agree. I do think that there's a chance that Antonio Brown is going to go on for quite a while. He looks after himself. He does, yeah. Um, yeah. Although he he is very quick, obviously, he doesn't rely on his speed. He, he's very shifty. Player. He's a great route runner, obviously, and I think he could, you know, potentially move back into the slot and become maybe a bit of a kind of Larry Fitzgerald kind of receiver. Yeah. You know, in the in the in the sort of twilight of his career. So I don't think, you know, once his speed goes, I think mean, that that's curtains for him by any means. So I think he could have a bit of longevity.
0: Alongside uh, Smith Shooter, Yeah. Yeah, although you know, when once you hit the thirty wall as well, you, yeah, it doesn't doesn't take much to, to lose lose that that little bit of a step. And like you say, he's not he's not the quickest, he's not a tire kill, is he? But uh, yeah, it would just be interesting to see how long how long he does, uh how hmm. how long he keeps on going for. Uh, but yeah, move, moving on then. So the Raven chargers game also had implications, of course, in the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs' number one aspirations. They travelled to the Seahawks and they got beat. And that Seahawks run game, my God, Chris Carson, twenty-seven attempts, one hundred sixteen yards and two touchdowns. And this this Chiefs defense just just can't get a stop. No,
1: no, it can't actually, can it? You know, this is obviously my favourite result, result of the weekend. Uh, it's just a shame that the Chargers obviously failed to beat the Ravens. Or what could be the bigger error? Could be the failure to beat the Broncos a few weeks ago. Mm. Um, yeah, like you say, the, the, the Seahawks are absolutely living off their run game at the moment. Um, they've not really got a great deal of passing at the, the moment, even though Russell Wilson threw three touchdowns, uh, almost 300 yards. He hasn't really been throwing that much recently, I don't think. I think they've just been completely run dominant. Um, and yeah, that's, that's the way they're living, and that's it's going to be interesting in the playoffs, obviously. You know, defense first, run first is mm-hmm. is a good formula in in January.
2: Yeah,
1: so it could be could be good to see how they sort of start, how you know how good that how good they fare mm-hmm. with that formula.
2: Yeah,
1: um, obviously a total opposite formula. The Chiefs sort of going for just heavy offense and not a lot of D. Obviously they've lost two on the bounce now, and looking pretty exposed. Do you think? I do think. Sorry, that on Sunday I think they'll win and I think they'll get that by. But my question is, do you reckon that the defense will cost them in January?
0: Yeah I do. Yeah I do. I do. I don't, I, I was to look at the obviously the the opponents that they face. Ravens are there, you know, Chargers are, are there as well. And then you've got Patriots and you know and the Colts. it I comes back to that old adage defense wins championships, isn't it? And the Chiefs don't have a defense and like you say they they've just played the Seahawks. Uh, who have a great defence, and they've, uh, I say they limited them to 31 points, but if you think how high-powered that offence is for the Chiefs, I mean, yeah. 31 pass touchdowns by Patrick Mahomes is, a, is an NFL record, and that's, that's just on the road. Uh, and also another interesting set is four, the the four Kansas City losses have all been in prime time, so that bodes well for January, doesn't it? But, um, yeah, to go back to your question about defence, you, you need a defence to, to help you get out of, of, of tight spots there. You know, that Seahawks game... You know, the, the Seahawks just ran it down their throats and the Chiefs just couldn't stop them. If you, if you can't get stops, that, that pretty much means that the team you're facing is going to score on every drive. So whether it's threes or sevens, you know, I know the, the Patriots' defence is always a, a bend-but-don't-break, kind of give-up-field-goal defence, but I, I, the Chiefs just give up touchdowns, don't they? Uh, and it, I, I certainly think whether or not they get to the Super Bowl, I, I think at some point they'll come a cropper. It, add to that as well, you know, Andy, uh, Andy Reid's record in, in January.
1: True. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a consideration that everyone needs to take into into consideration. Bad wording, um, but yeah, um, yeah, you know, they started off too hot, maybe, didn't they? And you know, everyone's you know waxing lyrical about them earlier on in the season. And Patrick Mahomes as well. And you know, not to say that they're they're bad now, but mm. they're definitely cooling off. And that's not that's not a good formula no. leading them to this time of year.
0: No. No, a couple of teams have done that this season. Obviously, the Rams on the other side in the NFC. But yeah, Patrick Mahomes looks like he's the favorite for the MVP. Uh, this season, he's, for, for, through his first six, sixteen games, three hundred ninety-one completions, five thousand one hundred passing yards, and forty-eight touch in, uh, touchdowns f- uh, through the air, all first. Um, and he's had one of the—I think he's had the greatest quarterback fantasy season ever as well. So, uh, you know, quite a lot of people are fans of Patrick Mahomes. But everyone else, you know, second in that is you know, Wentz with three hundred seventy-nine completions. Uh, Andrew Luck, four thousand three hundred seventy-four. That's nearly eight hundred yards more than you know, anyone else through the first sixteen games. Uh, and 39 touchdowns but with Kurt Warner as well. I mean, he, he's gone far and beyond what what anyone else has done through the first 16 games uh, of the season. So, yeah, it just shows you how well Mahomes has played this year. But, yeah, like I say, on the other side, you need a defence to help you... Uh, to help you kind of clinch it when you get in a bit of a, a tough spot, because the Chiefs have started slow on quite a few occasions over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I don't know if it's because they've got more tape on the homes and the way they play, or the fact that, you know, the cream Hunt's a big miss, obviously. Uh, I know they've yeah. just signed Damian Williams to a two-year deal uh, there, but he's, a you know, he, I'm not going to say he's a backup, but he's, he's not a cream Hunt, is he? No, not at all, not
1: at all. And like we just said about um, our other two games we've just mentioned, it's about balance, and obviously... Yeah. If you lose Greenwald, and you lose you lose somewhat of the balance
0: at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, finally, before we move on, Travis Kelsey is only fifty-four yards away from the most receiving yards by a touchdown uh, by a touchdown by a tight end in a NFL season. So hopefully, here yeah, he can go and break that. And just on the on the subject of tight ends, I think we've just seen the fourth and the fifth best uh, fantasy seasons by tight ends: Zach Ertz in fifth, and Travis Kelsey in fourth let's move on to the team of Zach Ertz. The Philadelphia Eagles squeeze one with a Jake Elliott field goal as time expires to beat the Texans at home 32-30 to Nick Foles doing doing what he does best I suppose in December and January surely they can't do it again Lee yeah
1: it's be really pretty important isn't it just um, on to Zach Ertz I've just uh, seen well not just seen I thought earlier on uh, most we receptions by tight end yeah. in a single season yeah. so yeah, pretty impressive stuff at the tight end position. Uh, at the top end of league. obviously for your fantasy purposes and things like that it's been pretty dumpsterish mm-hmm. um down the bottom. But uh, you know, and when people get injured. But at the top, you know, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Zaka, some really premium premium goods goods there, mm-hmm. I would say. Premium And yeah, talking of premium goods, it was it was both quarterbacks in this game actually. It was over right. eight hundred yards thrown yeah. by these two guys, yeah. Deshaun Watson and uh, mr january and Feb- mr january in february himself nick mm-hmm. falls and um, yeah i don't know could he do it again i'm not sure i don't think so i don't even think i made the playoffs right and mm-hmm. um, so yeah the answer i think is no and yeah, lightning can't strike twice can it Um but yeah he moved on to obviously the other side Deshaun Watson. i think was let down by his defense and allowed the eagles to sort of hang in there yeah and Then. Let Jake Elliott win it at the end, mm. um, unfortunately. Mm. The Texans are a bit like all the other AFC contenders, in my opinion. They're flawed. Mm. Uh, you know, they're capable of beating anyone on the day, but also capable of losing to people that they shouldn't. Yeah. Which makes it a wide open race, um, for the conference in January for the playoffs, which is makes it really exciting. Yeah. You know, after everyone was quite down on the AFC um, moving into the season and you know, how talking about how superior the NFC is. Might might be at the top end, but I think you know for an average sort of you know, if you average everyone out and the AFC's got it you know especially better for competitiveness as well mm. and as I said I think the Eagles are on life support and I think they'll need a lot of help but I don't think I don't think they'll make it but you know at least they've got a shot which you know many don't.
0: No and so going in halfway through the season you you were struggling to see how they, they made it but yeah like you say that all they needs is a shot they've got a a winnable game against the skins and the vikings have got a losable game against the bears so uh, say so we'll get we'll get to that on a bit later on in, in the show but yeah nick Foles. Uh, 35 49, 471 yards, which is the most in Eagles history. Uh, 471 passing yards, four touchdowns and one interception. The Eagles avoid a losing record after a Super Bowl win uh, for the first time since the 2003 Bucks. So there is that. Uh, Just wanted to, I've got a couple of stats here. Nick Foles versus Carson Wentz. Uh, You know when they've been the starter, kind of their their stats. So when Foles is starter, 31 points per game. 450 yards total, 366 of those are passing. Uh, with Carson Wentz in the team, just 22 points per game, fifty yard, uh, eight yards per total, and 261 pass. So I know that that's more of a, you know, when Wentz is in, there's more of a ground game, and Foles is a bit more of a slinger about. So those are kind of a bit of him playing. But 39 nine point difference there is quite, uh, quite a lot. Yeah. Carson
1: Wentz. Then,
0: isn't it? Mm. <laughs> yeah, is <laughs> when, getting traded in the off-season, no, not really. Yeah, yeah. But,
1: um, yeah. I, saw a ludic- I saw a ludicrous article, actually. And I, well, I didn't even read it, I didn't get it at the time of day. But there's was someone talking about um, that the Panthers can cut Cam Newton for only eight and a half million worth of dead space. Maybe we'll get into that mm. uh, scenario with Wentz in a couple of years. Mm.
2: Yeah, <laughs> ludicrous.
1: <laughs> so Happened. <laughs> ludicrous article. Just, just sprung to mind, when you know talking about trading.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and just just finally before we move on, the uh, fantasy fantasy owners Eagles def- defense and special teams yet to post a top ten fantasy week. Uh, all uh, all other defenses and special teams at least have at least two. So the Eagles defense, not uh, quite the fantasy pros- um you know property that they were they were last year. So, but that's all that's all done for this season. The Texas um, the Texans past defenses that they faced as well have had uh, one of the easiest schedules ever. I think they've faced. Uh, quarterbacks like Brock Osweiler, Blaine Gabbert, Blake Bortles, Cody Kessler, Colt McCoy, and Nathan Peterman. Uh they have had a really, really easy uh, wow. pass defense. Yeah, it's it's crazy, really. But um, yeah, it may, might be why they went nine or ten in a row.
1: Maybe that's that is, that's what we said, didn't it? We we sort of I can't remember what week it was, but we did say, "God, yeah, their, their schedule is really easy from here on out, and they might win out. Mm-hmm. You know, make it a nine, ten-game streak to finish the season." But obviously, it didn't quite happen. But yeah, no, it's just luck of the draw, I guess, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Talking of luck of the draw, the Cowboys kind of got away with one at home against the Buccaneers. Obviously, the Eagles winning, put a bit of pressure on them. I think they were playing at both at the same time. So it's not as if it's uh, the final day of the season kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, the Cowboys... I'm not quite sure what to make of this one, really. They're letting the Bucks hang around a little bit. Um, the Bucks kind of just did what the Bucks do best, and that's just fumble the ball and, and turnovers. Uh, Jalen Smith with the first defensive touchdown for the Dallas defence of the season. Um, yeah, the Tampa Bay turnover on downs uh, after a nine-minute drive was also a bit of a crucial turning point there. But yeah, I wouldn't say we're, we're so much stumbling into the playoffs, but um, I, I fully expected us to... To wallop the Buccaneers, they've they've been awful away from home this this season, and maybe just squeaked it a bit more than I, I thought we, we we perhaps should have done. But Dallas uh, seven and, seven and now when they've not turned the ball over, uh, which might you know might sound simple, but um, yeah, it's, it's it's actually quite hard not to turn the ball over considering uh, you know defenses that you can play. But and I know the D, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense is not the uh, the most renowned or feared defense, but um, yeah, I mean, if you, it's it's kind of the basics of the Cowboys' offense. You know, conservative football, run the ball. Um, yeah, you know, and that's that's what we're going to be doing in, in in January in the in the playoffs. It's going to be Dak and Zeke. Dak Prescott, 18 rushing touchdowns, uh, most by a quarterback since he entered the league in 2016, and uh, Zeke Elliott. Is the only person to average over 100 yards per game in in rushing yards, uh, the, currently active, uh, Jim Brown is obviously the only one that has also done that, and he's a Hall of Famer. But yeah, I think that it's, it's going to be the the kind of the recipe in in January: run the ball, play tough defense, uh, and then kind of just you know see see where it goes. I mean, Mario Cooper had a quiet game. Michael Gallup uh, kind of turned up. And I've been waiting for for him to have a decent game this season because he, he's threatened it all season. You know, he's. He, he's been a deep threat he's, he's made some really good catches and some of them where he's been kind of out of bounds as well but um yeah we're expected to win we did win we won the nfc east so we'll just move on to january now we've got the giants in in week 17 which is a bit of a dead rubber but it be interesting to see how we approach that game actually um but yeah all, all all signs point to point to january yeah definitely like you say you just knocked it off knock the w off and just move on that's that's
1: all you need to do in a game like this yeah you don't be flashy um, but just, yeah, just you put the nail on the head, uh, hit the nail on the head, sorry. I can't really add to what you said. I just wanted to mention that Dak posted the most dax like, Dak-like. <laughs> <fight. laughs> yeah. out of 25 passes, 106 on yards and a touchdown. No interceptions, obviously, because he doesn't throw it anywhere yeah. beyond five yards. Yeah. And then four rushes for two yards and a touchdown. Yeah. If that is not peak Dak, Dak I don't know what it is.
0: Yeah, we call, it, we call that the Dak. Dak attack. Um, right, okay. A couple of couple of other games to get through before we get to next week. So Patriots of the Bills. Uh, Patriots hosting the Bills. One convincingly uh, had two hundred seventy three rushing yards on, uh, against the Bills, which, like like I said before, uh, last week's preview, I said it's just going to be run, just run, run it down their throats. Um, two hundred seventy three rush yards, included two nil downs by Brian Hoyer, but that's the second most in a Belichick and Brady era because um, Brady was, was poor, he had two interceptions, didn't he? He was awful. Um, and Gronk also, no, no receptions on three targets.
1: Yeah, Gronk, Gronk's pretty poor now, isn't <laughs> he? He's been really bad for a while, a few weeks. Um, I think it, you know, I think he's got a few weeks left of his career, hasn't he? That's we were saying. And then, yeah, their receiving core uh, going into next year. Looks like it needs an additional two. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've got Sony Michel now. So you know, they maybe they drafted him with a half an eye on the future to move towards a bit more of a running attack, mm. uh, sort of plethora of uh, running backs. And yeah, Brady was bad, wasn't he? Brady was like really brady like. Mm. Um, yeah, they they got the W, and like we're just sort of talking about with Dallas, they just needed to do that and move on really, and that's what they did.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Patriots, uh, I couldn't quite believe this stat when I saw it. Sixteen consecutive seasons with double digit wins for the Patriots.
1: Yeah, but look at the look at the
0: division. Oh no, I know, yeah. I know, but for sixteen sixteen consecutive seasons.
1: Yeah, it's incredible consistency. Yeah. But I suppose they have been very, very good, haven't they, for a long long, time. Yeah. Well they've not had a lot of competition. It's not like you know, no. it's not like the AFC West where you know you've got three good teams in recent memory, mm. you
0: know. Oh, I, I remember a time when the AFC West wasn't all that
1: well, that's true, but <laughs> like, in the you know, recent
0: memory. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely, well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Well, yeah moving yeah. on. Uh, Giants at Colts. Giants gave the Colts a big old scare in this one, but uh, eking it out by a point.
1: Yeah, no, they did, didn't they? Um, after looking down and out, the Colts uh, peaking at the right time, just sort of like the opposite of what we've just been saying. And Yeah, they're now about the 60. But, yeah, it they did squeak, this one. This one wasn't as easy as uh, we were both... Anticipated. I think we both went for quite a comfortable yeah. Win in the end, yeah. but yeah, uh, hitting form at the right time, and now we've got a very tasty winner-takes-all game against the Titans. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's looking good for the Colts, I would say. Um, not not something that anyone expected. Um, look at their roster at the start of the season. I was saying I think you know, good two or three years away from being where they are. Yeah. <laughs>
2: which
1: is, yeah, it's great, great for them. Uh, they've done really well for the draft and. Probably got a few players that have really surprised everyone. No one just would have thought, and uh yeah, some good coaching, I guess, as well. Mm. For the Giants, um, well, I think we've covered this very briefly, but Giants announced that Eli is going to start for 2019. And obviously, this is ha- quite hard for you. But imagine you're a Giants fan, and how does that make you feel?
0: I mean, if, if you're a Giants fan, I mean, I, I did, I did, I did have a little look into it, in into kind of. The Giants. I mean, they're a run. They're a run team, right? So, Saquon Barkley, eleven hundred ninety-eight rushing yards, ten touchdowns, and Eli Manning doesn't really have to do anything anymore. He's just, uh, for lack of a better term, game manager. Uh, last seven games, he's only had one, one, one game of over three hundred passing yards. Uh, I know he had some prior prior to that, before their buy, um, but he doesn't. He doesn't need to do that anymore. He's you know he's still, he still posted his best yards per attempt uh, since two thousand eleven. I think it's around seven. Uh, which is again is quite awful anyway, but uh, nearing another four north another four thousand yard passing season, which is fourth uh, fourth time in the last five seasons. I mean, it, it, going to into the 2019 draft, if they pick up another lineman or two um, and beef up the defense a little bit, it's, it's just going to be a ground and pound defense uh, and and team that that something like the you know, similar to the Seahawks similar to, you know, kind of what the Vikings want to be. Obviously, they don't have an offensive line either. But, um, yeah, it's just going to go through Saquon. So they yeah, they could have or Gummidge behind the offensive line just handing it off to, to Saquon Barkley because uh, that's what their team is. And, they're, yeah. they're, and the worst thing as well is they're, they're going to be too stubborn because they picked Saquon Barkley last year. They're just going to try, try and, you know, try and sell that, fling, fling the dead horse that, you know, it's going to be Saquon. It's going to be Saquon. Uh, and it could, if, if they're not careful, it could end up to be like what what they've done with, with uh, Zeke at the start of the season in Dallas and just just load the box.
1: Yeah, well, that's what it's going to be. I mean, at least they've got the receiving weapons. You know, they've got Stern Sheppard working in Evan Ingram.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: so at least they've got the weapons there for when the, the QB, the next QB arrives. But yeah. maybe they, I think they've, they've got a, an eye on, you know, skipping this draft because the quarterback class isn't very good. And then maybe, you know, an eye on the 2020 class because when, you know, you're going to have three or four candidates who are going to be hopefully, you know, good starters yeah. for years to come. And maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they're just saying, right, well, we won't get any better with Eli. We can sort of remain loyal to him and not go through this kind of situation that Baltimore are going through, where they've got to, like, get rid of their 2 winning quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, see him, him, him playing another jersey. Maybe, you know, they get to avoid that awkward situation, and then he gets to retire with Grace and, you know, with his franchise that he's always played with.
0: Mm. Yeah, Eli was named, named the starter for Week 17 against the Cowboys. It's, it's interesting because they're, they're 5 and 10. They're around I don't know, pick six or pick seven in the draft at the moment. Maybe they go up at one or more two spots. It, I say It's a shame, really, there aren't any good quarterbacks in the draft because they're, they're still in a position there where they could probably do something and, and get one.
1: I mean, yeah, they, they still could. They're still going to be, you know, Dwayne Haskins, I guess. But, uh, you know, he's not, he's not a surefire um, solution anyway. So, yeah, maybe they're just going to skip it and like you say, beef up with a uh, you know, good defensive lineman or something like that, cause there's plenty of them to go around in this draft, or you know maybe pick up um, you know someone else to, to bolster their defence,
0: maybe a corner or something like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I, say, I, I don't think the Giants would be, do, would be doing much again next season. it uh, probably be a similar season to, to now, and then I think you know, a couple of years. Well, I mean, you say that, yeah, there's quite a lot of optimism going into the year, wasn't there, this, this season? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It kind of just didn't come to fruition, did it?
1: No, didn't, um, and we've had we've had this obviously in, in recent times with the Giants where they've kind of fights to seen. But it, it's, it, I, I think it's always been blamed on Eli, really, hasn't it? From from the media and the fan point of view, anyway. Yeah. You know, on the noodle arm and things like that, which you know, is it's got a, an element of truth to it. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think there's more to it. I say offensive line's been awful d- despite their, try, their 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 efforts to try and patch it up, and their defense has not been the same. Uh, this season, as previous defenses against the New York Giant uh, for, for for the New York Giants, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, talking of defenses, Minnesota Vikings limit the Lions to nine points, and <laughs> it is Christmas, so in my notes here, I've got Hail Mary to Rudolph, um, yeah, Rudolph yeah. and Hail Mary. So yeah, first quite good, um, but yeah, what I mean, the Vikings looked absolutely awful up and up until you know that kind of kick started the game for them a little bit, um, but yeah, Vikings making heavy weather of the Lions despite the eighteen point, you know. Margin there of victory, but um, took a lot to get them going. Yeah,
1: and it, the stats kind of boosted by that hail mary. You know, you read yeah. if you just a box where you see uh, Kyle Rudolph with two touchdowns and 122 yards.
2: Yeah,
1: all over the vast chunk of that and half his touchdowns is from that one pass. Yeah, and um, you know it, it, the Lions aren't, aren't very good, and the Vikings haven't been very good. They've been really off the boil recently, and yeah, this is is kind of another one where they they have to win they did it ugly they got out of there uh and for the you know average joe on the street who's sort of seen a 27-9 scoreline I think, oh okay they have you know won fairly comfortably there but you know they've got the hand on the sixth seed at the moment that that tie earlier on the year with green bay is standing them in great stead
2: yeah
1: um you know just bringing them half a game forward from the eagles at the moment yeah um and yeah, they've they've got this game against the Bears, who you know they are they going to rest starters? I don't know. Um, if they do, it's it's fairly favourable. You know if they're you know rolling out their second stringers.
2: Mm.
1: Whether they do, whether they will or not, whether I think they'll try and play party poop, because obviously we'll come on to that when we um when we come on to our week seventeen preview in a moment. Um, the Lions just want to switch over for them. Um, it's a real mess, isn't it? New story coming out the other day yesterday, I think it was. But Matt Patricia's is like, often late for his own meetings. i, I really troubling. Uh, there's been a lot of bad press come out of Detroit this year. Um, and that's just what gets out into the open. You know, there was obviously like, the boot camp mentality. There's a, lot of, there's a thing about people not buying into what he wants to do. You know, and that that's what just, like I say, it's just what gets out into the press and gets passed and leaked and things like that. And it's probably what lot, lot worse in reality. I think it's really worrying. I think um, Matt Patricia may be on the hot seat.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's been it's been a strange old season over there in Detroit. I mean, they had the win against the Patriots, and all things were looking rosy. Um, but yeah, it's, it's some weird like you say some weird stuff coming out of there, and um, yeah, all the, all things aren't quite rosy, rosy in the garden. Um, yeah, let, let's move on on to week seventeen, Lee. I mean. <sighs> From from a bit, um, just to let all this as well. We've got Adam coming up a bit later on to talk week seventeen bets, and it's the worst week to try and do anything with betting because you don't know who's going to play what. You know, you know, unless you're you're a beat reporter and you know what to kind of you know what kind of ethos the team are employing, whether playing starters or or not. It's a it's a very hard one to judge, and we're only going through you know the main games here with, with playoff implications. Maybe run down a couple of others as well. I mean, there's only four, I've only got four games, five games down where you know playoff implications are are, are kind of in play if, if you like. Uh, but yeah, if we start off at the NFC North, obviously week 17 for those you are new to the NFL, week 17 is always divisional games uh, just so that it adds that little bit of spice, and usually you know, there are one or two divisions on the line, like there are this year. Uh, What AFC North, AFC North being one, and the of course the AFC South. But yeah, week seventeen, all divisional games, always a bit of fun, and you always there's no Thursday night, there's no Monday night, it's all Sunday, it's all, it's all go, it's all, it's all. I know what's just a mess, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Um, Yeah. Mm. So
1: I really like that it's all divisional games. I think it adds adds like extra bit
0: of spice to it, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's interesting actually. Say about the, the Bears second string because the Bears, Bears and the Vikings, Bears are at home. The Vikings are still four and a half point favourites in this one. Uh, the over under is forty point five here. But uh, I, I saw something uh, from coming out from the Vikings saying that they're preparing uh, to nullify Khalil Mack. Um, I, I don't. I don't understand why the Vikings are four and a half point favourites. Um, Yeah, just and I know the Vikings have to win, but the Bears kind of still have something to play for because they don't know what the Rams are going to do. Um, With Todd Gurley sitting out, you know anything can happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. Even though you know, like we said, CJ Anderson did pretty well Mm. on his Rams debut. Um, But yeah, no, they've still got to go out there and and uh, you know home field advantage all the way through the playoffs is a massive, massive carrot to dangle in front of anyone. Mm. Uh, So like I said, I think I think also like I just alluded to talking about the Vikings versus Lions game. I think the Bears will want to play party poopers, and, oh,
2: yeah. and
1: you know they they don't want the Vikings to go away happy, no. oh, in, no. in the playoffs, and you know walking out of their place with a with a win. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think they'll I think they'll come to play. I think it should be a really good one. And obviously, it's just for the integrity of the competition as well. You don't want you know if you're a, an Eagles fan, you don't want the Bears to trot out their you know their second stringers and you know give the Vikings an easy ride.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> playing devil's advocate a little bit though, say the Bears lost to the Vikings uh, this week, it'd be exactly the same matchup next week, wouldn't it? Yeah, I suppose, so, yeah. And then you just trounce them afterwards. Yeah, I
1: suppose, but then, you know, it's going back to what I was talking about with the Chargers and the Ravens, isn't it? It's what hate you've got on each other then straight
0: away. Mm. Yeah, but then if you, well, if you say the Bears and the Vikings know each other well over, from over the yeah. years, but yeah, you know, if the Bears, Bears lose and then they play the Vikings the week after, I mean, you'd rather much play the Vikings than the Eagles, right?
1: Rather play the Vikings than the Eagles. Yeah, mm. they're both they're both a bit like I don't know what's the word to describe them. They're underwhelming for the season. I'd say mm. you know I wouldn't say I, I, like for me personally, obviously I've, I've mentioned in the past I expected the Vikings to to go to the Super Bowl. So you know, or at least the NFC Championship game. I expected to be one of the best teams in the whole league, and mm. they And and the same for the Eagles really when they're defending their titles. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I'd probably yeah probably play the Vikings just because I would know my opponents so well
0: I guess mm. yeah well I, I just think the Eagles that, would be a bit more that, dangerous they're on a bit of a run aren't they underdogs again because of Nick Foles, and it's you know I, I just I just, probably because I'm a, a Cowboys fan I just don't want the Eagles in the playoffs <laughs> yeah I've got no I've got no no kind of no, no, no to yeah. Um but yeah I guess yeah yeah I'd rather play the Vikings I guess but that would be the
1: tiebreaker I wouldn't you know, they're about even in my mind
0: yeah, no, that's fair. I I think in a in a on a neutral venue I think the Eagles will take the Vikings though.
1: Meh yeah,
0: meh meh. Yeah, nah, yeah, nah. yeah. <laughs> Um Talking of the Eagles, obviously the Vikings losing to the Bears would mean the Eagles are in the shot. Uh, they are playing the Washington Redskins. Uh, Washington Redskins are six point five uh, point underdogs in this one over under his forty two. Eagles should get this one quite comfortably. Yeah, I would say
1: so. Should should win They should cover that um six and a half point uh deficit. Uh, the Redskins are about an hour of football away from being put out of their misery and ending this season. Uh they'll be hoping to, you know, regroup and make a run of the division, which is what they were looking like they were going towards uh, earlier in the year when they were all healthy. Um yeah, pretty easy one for Philadelphia. But Washington, I don't think it'll get out of hand early. I think Washington obviously has pride on the line and um yeah, they'll make it uncomfortable I think, but then I think they'll they'll pull away late on. Um and then yeah, it's all, all eyes on the um Vikings Bears game, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it should be interesting. I'd say uh, I, I think the Eagles will take it. To be honest. Yeah, oh
1: yeah. What do you mean the six seed? The
0: six the seed. Yeah, I think they take the six seed. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I think the Vikings will take it. I think the, I think they'll beat the Bears. Mm-hmm.
0: We shall see. We shall see. Okay, let's move over to the AFC then. Couple of uh, couple of games here with playoff implications. Let's start off with the Ravens. They uh, they face the Browns. They are five point five point favorites over. Under here is forty point five win win and uh, quite simply, the Ravens are in the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's nice to keep
1: it simple, isn't it? Yeah, such a such a tasty game. This one, Um, yeah at the end of it, you know, the the title is the line, like you say, and it's winning you in and you've like we said earlier, they've got one hand on it. Mm. But yeah, the AFC's, like I said just been super exciting. This is arguably the, the bunch of the best of the bunch of this week, I would say. Mm. Uh you know, will the Browns do the Steelers a favour? Will the obviously the added thing as well, with the Ravens win, they keep the Steelers out of the postseason and onto their rivals as well. Yeah. Um, I think the Ravens will win, but my God, if they had the choice of anyone to play in week seventeen in this scenario they would not pick the Baker Mayfield, the Cleveland Browns.
2: Nice. They're
1: going to, for it. you know, they're going to, they're going to want to win. They're going to want to have a winning record mm. for the first time in how many years? I don't know. A few years, isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Um, you know, Joe Thomas only had one winning record. It's whenever that was, two thousand and nine. I want to say off the top of my head, but I might be wrong. Um, yeah, so they're they're going for the first one, first winning record in in almost a decade. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think. This would be the one where Baltimore need to be on it
0: like they were against the Chargers. Otherwise, I think Cleveland will take this one. Yeah, like I say, Beg Milford has come out and said that he wants to play party peeper, So, And he's he's the kind of person that would do, wouldn't he? Uh, with his oh, yeah. his personality, so yeah, that'd be that'd be certainly a one to watch uh, come Sunday. Despite the over over under of four, just forty point five, there are not many points uh, expected over there in there. Just a, a quick mention, obviously the Steelers, uh, if they win and Ravens lose, Steelers take back the AFC North. They play the Bengals, and I just wanted to shoehorn that in. Just I just wanted to mention that Joe Mixon going into Week Seventeen, Joe Mixon is the only AFC uh, running back with a, a, a thousand yards uh, season. Rushing, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's 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 played well, hasn't he? Um you've got a few running backs around who have had a few injuries. Uh James, um James Connor, Melvin Gordon come into it. Well, M- M- Mixon's
0: missed a few games as well. Has
1: he? Has he yeah, missed quite yeah. a few? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, fair yeah. enough. I thought he'd been relatively healthy. No,
0: no. no he missed oh, a enough. he missed a couple of games of MCL sprain.
1: Oh, fair enough. Um yeah, no, it's really impressive then. Obviously, um, he, he's got the lion's share, hasn't he? There as well. It's um, not really a number two to speak of. Mm.
0: Now he's the number five all time, um, or not, not all time. So number five this season in terms of rush yards. So yeah, very, very good effort there. Yeah,
1: good effort. He's a talented player. He really talented
0: player. Yeah. Love myself a bit of Joe Mixon. Okay, let's move it on to Sunday night football. Then this is the one. The winner takes all. Uh, AFC South Colts at Titans. Andrew Luck is ten and O against Tennessee in his career, uh, which is equals uh, the record with John Elway versus the New England Patriots. Tennessee here are three point underdogs, even though they're at home. The over under here is forty three and a half. Marcus Mariota questionable. Yeah, that's
1: that's the big one, isn't it? Um, you know, you've got Andrew Luck who has 53 sons, every man on the Tennessee Titans roster, um, you know, because he's not lost, never lost, he's their daddy, and I don't see that changing, and especially with Mariota not playing, you know, Blaine Gabbert isn't going to, isn't gonna, you know, be able to lead them up against the Colts and win, I don't think, but yeah, it's a really juicy looking game again, whoever wins, obviously, is in, um, Divisional game as well, as Week 17 always is, which obviously has some extra spice, as I said earlier. And then obviously, you know, bear in mind the Texans aren't outside yet. Yeah? The winner of this could end up winning the division as well if a few mm. things fall in plate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this will be pretty comfortable actually. I don't think this is going to live up to its sort of what everyone wants it to be in terms of its tightness. I think this is going to be a pretty comfortable win, especially if Mario doesn't play.
0: No, I I agree. Um, yeah, I mean Tennessee. I've I've struggled to get right all season. Uh, I know they've been feeding Derrick Henry the ball uh, the last couple of weeks, and it's kind of been a winning formula for them. So it'd be interesting to see how how they got on against the Colts. Um, but yeah, if if, the, if even 50 percent of the Colts. Performance comes from like, like they did against the Cowboys. They're going to absolutely maul the Tennessee Titans, um, and yeah, you know, even if they are away from home, I can't, I can't. I know they got a scare last week against the Giants, but maybe that, maybe that refocused them a little bit. Um, but I, I certainly see the Colts taking this one. Yeah, same, yeah,
1: hundred percent. And then yeah, they they end up sort of coming back from the dead to succeed um after a bad start. Yeah, which yeah. Is, uh, pretty momentous, to be
0: fair. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're looking dead and buried, weren't they? Um, wow. But yeah, kudos to Andrew Luck and Frank Reich and and all the rest of the team there because they've had their injuries as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like we said, you know, before before the season started, we were all talking about how talentless they were and you know how many holes they had. And like I said earlier, they were a year or two away. Mm. So, Yeah, no, it's it's come down to like great coaching, like you say, and then good draft, and then getting some qualities that they didn't, they didn't really expect.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I so say, like, uh, you know, I know I said going into the season that Andrew Luck was uh, not not finished, but I didn't, I didn't think we'd see him again. But it certainly is uh, is nice to see see a, a, a quarterback of his calibre in, in the league and playing uh, seemingly without restriction.
1: Yeah, 100%. It's so, not, you know, we all support our teams and things like that, but we don't want to see the best players lost as well from our game.
0: Yeah, no, no, certainly not. And to, just to round out all of the rest of the week 17 games, you've got Miami, Buffalo, Detroit, Green Bay, Jacksonville, Houston. Uh, didn't really want to cover, bother covering Houston because obviously they're 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 in the playoffs anyway. So uh, same with the New York Jets and the New England New England Patriots. They're they're both gunning for. The, I suppose they're they're both gunning for the second seed, aren't they? Uh, with the yeah. Patriot, Patriots hold because of the head to head, but I don't I don't see the Patriots getting troubled by the New York Jets. So no, I
1: don't either. Um, I think the Patriots are they've won every divisional game, aren't they this season?
2: Yeah. And um,
1: don't see that changing on this one. No, just no. want to mention, just as we we're running down, you know, obviously you mentioned Miami. Shout out to me who who picked Miami to win out.
0: Who <laughs> <laughs> so gets a six seed bracket? Yeah, <laughs> no. um, and New England oh, got beat by Miami as well, didn't they? Miami miracle. How could you forget?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, I, I got that one. got that one quite wrong. Given that they've not had yeah. the best of so finished this season.
0: Yeah. And uh, like I say Teddy Bridgewater will be leading the Saints uh, against the Par- uh, Carolina Panthers. it be interesting to see, uh, Lee. Do you reckon this is just an audition for, for Bridgewater? Or do you reckon it's uh, kind of just, just resting, no more of a case than just, just resting Drew Brees?
1: No, I think it is. I think it's an audition not only for the Saints, but for everyone. Um, I think I said a couple of weeks ago, I think Drew Brees will hang it up after this year, no matter what. I think he's I think that he's calling, I think it's his last season, I think he's calling the time Ooh. on this what. So um, I think yeah, if Bridgewater plays well, obviously this is audition for the Saints. And if if he's not, and if Brees ends up staying, it's audition for everyone else. Because he's a free agent in the in the summer or mm. the spring. Yeah. And um, you know, with obviously with um, Justin Herbert declared, not sorry not declaring and going back to school. Yeah. The draft is even thinner. These uh, free agent quarterbacks that are on the market, you know, like Nick Bowles, Bridgewater, potentially Joe Flacco. Uh, who else? Ryan Tannehill when he gets released, we're gonna get we're gonna get big money.
0: Yeah,
1: we're gonna have shooters as well because there's not many going around. Tyrell Taylor's another one again.
0: Mm, yeah, and uh, a couple maybe the uh, over in Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, potentially. Yeah, yeah. It's Patrick and uh, yeah maybe Winston if he goes as well.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. flavour to no, that as well. I think there's gonna be more of attention obviously with it being a weak QB class um in draft it's going
0: to be more attention on the free agent market in that position yeah yeah it's certainly interesting uh we'll, we'll no don't have topics to to cover throughout the uh, throughout january february march april time mm. yeah okay moving on dallas obviously uh, traveled to metlife to play the giants atlanta and Tampa bay nfc south uh we covered cleveland baltimore oakland uh, and kansas city do battle uh, that in the AFC west chicago minnesota uh, which we covered cincinnati pittsburgh, pittsburgh philadelphia washington Chargers. uh tra- is it traveled to denver uh
1: yeah yeah we
0: we got beat by them in la and uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, la hosts the san francisco 49ers and the nfc west is also arizona seattle and then like say rounded off by indianapolis and tennessee on sunday night football so that pretty much wraps us up for Week 17. It's been a very, very quick season, um, in, my, in my opinion. Gone, around, gone, gone way too quick, but I'm, cert- I'm certainly ready for some from January football. Yeah, 100%. Uh, it
1: makes it better when our teams are in it as well,
0: doesn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I, I didn't have too much hope going into the season, so more than, more than happy with the NFC East title. Mm, mm. Yeah, definitely. What, well, what, um, what
1: games are you going to be watching on Sunday, then? Are you going to watch Dallas, or are you just going to watch one of the more tasty ones with something on the line?
0: Uh, I'll, I'll probably watch ones with with some on the line. But what's uh, what's what's Dallas the 9:25 game? No. Nope.
1: All
0: uh, oh, games at 9:25 this this Sunday. I, uh, I thought
2: Dallas.
0: No, Dallas is six six o'clock. Oh, yeah. So yeah, no, I'll, I'll probably watch. I'll probably watch. I, th- I think I will actually because all these six o'clock games seem to be dead rubbers to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll probably watch Dallas, and then I'll, I'll probably watch the uh, I watch the Cleveland Baltimore game.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that that's the same for me. Um, I, I don't think I watched I think I watched charge on Game
0: Pass, um, you know, Monday or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and of course, when all those games are finished, we will know all our six seeds for both conferences, and our January competition will be to kind of—it's just a playoff predictor, uh, where you you know select who will advance in each round of the playoffs, and then obviously get all the way to the Super Bowl, and you, you pick your Super Bowl winner, and the person that gets the most right will uh, will win a jersey. I think it's, we said Amari Cooper, didn't we?
1: Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Um, after your your what did you say? Two hundred yard game. Two hundred yard.
0: Yeah, receiving game. So um, maybe maybe we'll offer an alternative as well because we, you know. Yeah, I know there's lots of Dallas fans out there, but maybe we, we don't want to shy away from from any of us as well. We, we do want to get the uh, the entries in. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, that will be uh, that will be hot on the heels. I'll, I'll send that out uh, once we know all the uh, all the seeds on Sun after Sunday. So that be sometime next week. Get those all in and say you can win an Amari Cooper jersey uh, or all-alternative. Uh, before we, we end out, we're going to look at all the Week 17
3: best bets. Yes, it's that time of the week where we try and win you some K-ish to finish off the year in style. Uh, let's have a look back on last week. I had one winner from everything I put out. Luckily, it was 14-1 to 1 on Mark Andrews anytime. time which covered pretty much everything else. (coughs) I was very close on the Jets beating the Packers in an upset, but unfortunately they threw it away right at the end. Tim had a far better week. He hit his five-fold on the money line. He hit his handicap treble, and he hit the nap, next best, and his upset. That was Minnesota minus five, Cleveland minus six and a half, and Seattle to win five uh, five to four. He didn't hit any of the... Um, outside as though so ironically my one bet was pretty much the same as him meaning we're both roughly even for the week um, I think he was probably slightly up in all fairness so not not awful not brilliant let's see if we can finish off a little bit better this week obviously week 17 of the season is pretty damn tough because half the teams are out of it half the teams don't have really any motivation and some of the teams are rotating and resting up so, I have gone for a little bit of an ambitious seven-fold on the money line, because there's a lot of short price guys this week. I've got New Orleans at home to Carolina. I've got the Giants home to Dallas. The Packers home to Detroit. The Chargers at Denver. The Eagles at Washington. The Rams at home to San Francisco, and the one slightly bigger than, well, one to three pretty much all the rest of them. Uh, 10 to 11 on the Buccaneers uh, at home to the Falcons. Basically the Saints will be resting players but they're going up against a third string quarterback in Carolina so i don't think they should have too many issues i believe the Cowboys will be resting players they've not officially announced it but i'd be very surprised because they've locked up um number 5 no sorry number 4 seed in the um in the NFC so they've got really not got anything to play for uh, the packers will be looking to finish season on the high and the lions have got everyone injured uh, the chargers need to win uh... there at denver they should win there. the eagles uh... will be looking to win on the road at washington uh... the redskins are just too beaten up and uh... mister falls has been playing very well he seems to be galvanizing the eagles team again and the rams they're home to the 49ers again they kinda need to win to guarantee the bye week so i think they should take care of it let's say the buccaneers is the only one it's a little bit more risky i just think that Jameis. We'll be looking at next year. He needs a good game to guarantee that he gets a new contract somewhere. Whether it's at of Tampa or not, I'm not sure. It looks like it probably will be. Um so that's sevenfold was ten to one on sky. Uh, right, my handicap trouble. I've gone alternate handicaps on all of these. I've got five games. I've got the Giants minus three, Vikings minus two, Jags plus ten and a half, the Cleveland Browns plus seven and a half, and the Eagles minus six and a half. Basically, the only one that's the standard line is the Eagles, minus six and a half at Washington. Uh, The Giants, as I said, I think Dallas will be resting players. Um, I don't think they need to win. The Giants will be looking to finish on a bit of a high. Uh, These games are usually all pretty close between the two, no matter what. So, I'd take the the Giants to win by a field goal. The Vikings, minus two. They're playing the Bears, or hosting the Bears. Uh, The Bears may need the game, but Possibly not. I don't think you can expect the Rams to lose. If the Rams lose and the Bears win, the Bears get the number two seed. I don't think that'll happen. So I can see the Bears taking it a little bit easier than they need to be uh, to set up a rematch between the two next week. The Jags, plus ten and a half. They are at the Texans. The Texans are a bit beaten up at the moment. Um, The Jags welcome back Blake Bortles to save the day and possibly put a bit of a hit on the Texans. The AFC South is actually very interesting this week. Um, the Texans, the Colts, all the Titans could all finish top. The Titans, if everything went very strangely, and they won, and a few other things happened, they could even sneak the number two seed, which is remarkable. Um, the Colts, I would personally say, would be favourites to beat the Titans, but they're only three-point favourites, so, and that could be a meaningless game at the end of the night, depending on what happens between a few other things earlier. Uh, but yeah, anyway, um... Cleveland Browns, plus 7.5 at Baltimore. I think it'll be fairly tight, um, so I'd knock that one just over a touchdown. As I said, the Eagles is the only one I took on the official line. Uh, Philadelphia, minus 6.5 at Washington. Uh, So, Giants, minus 3. Vikings, minus 2. Jags, plus 10.5. Cleveland, plus 7.5. Eagles, minus 6.5. Was 8.67 to 1 on bet 365. Uh, So, on to the totals. I still don't think I've won a single totals bet all year. But I'll keep going because, well, Tim Tim forces me to. Uh, Carolina versus New Orleans, under 43.5. As I said, it's a third-string quarterback versus second-stringers for the Saints. Uh, so I don't think it'll be too high scoring, minus fo- under 43.5. Uh, Bengals versus Steelers is the only one I've gone over out of this three. I've got over 45.5 in that game. Uh, I think the Steelers are going to put up quite a lot of points and may well sit back and let the Bengals score a couple garbage time, touchdowns as they have done in recent weeks. And Oakland versus KC, I've got under 52 and a half. The Chiefs need to win to guarantee that number one spot. They can either be number one seed or number five seed. They should easily beat the Oakland at home. I don't see Oakland scoring a huge amount. Um, I don't see KC having to score a huge amount. I think KC will probably score 30. I don't think Oakland will get to to 23. So, under 52.5 in that one seems good to go along with Carolina versus the Saints. Under 43.5 and and Cincinnati versus Pittsburgh over 45.5. A A few any times I'm looking at, but there's very few prices out at the moment. In fact, I think Paddy Power and Betfair are the only ones at time of recording at 4 o'clock on Friday. Uh, Darren Sproles for the Eagles. He looked really good last week. They gave him a lot of the ball. Uh, I can see that happening again. Uh, he is currently eleven to five as a best on um, Paddy Power, so he might go as one of my long shots. Saquon Barkley should be playing. Uh, he needs um, <coughs> a few more yards to get a thousand, or to get two thousand combined yards, I believe. So I think he'll probably be going for that. Uh, the Patriots, I think, will be running the ball a lot, much like they did last week against the Bills, because Brady, well. not going to say he's he's done, but he wasn't looking very good last week. Gronk looks far too old. Edelman was dropping catches. I just think they're going to revert to the ground game as much as they can with Michelle, James White, and Rex Burkhead. So I'll probably choose between one of them. Uh, The Saints, I think they may go half and half with Taysom Hill and Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, Um, which means I'll be looking for a price on Taysom Hill any time. I don't believe there's one out at the moment, so I can't really give anything for that. Uh, One that I did find, which is now gone, was Zach Zenner. he was eleven to one, he's now seven to two. So there's more me just showing off a bit. Uh, the Texans have Dante Foreman playing. He is six to one on Paddy Power at the time of recording. He scored last week. Um it all depends on Lamar Miller and Alfred Blue's health, frankly, but I think Blue went out last week and that gave him the chance. Uh got Jaquiz Rogers, he's eleven to two currently um on Paddy Power. As I say, very few prices out at the moment. Um, he got quite a lot of ball last week, more than I thought. I, more than I thought he would, given the fact I backed Peyton Barber at much shorter odds. So I was willing to give him a, a shot at those odds. Uh, we have Adam Shaheen for the Bears, thirteen to two. Again, I think they could well rotate because I don't think they'll be expecting to get a number two seed. And the Vikings are a tough defense anyway, so. I just went with the giant tight end uh, there. And then um, Brashad Perryman for the Browns. I think that one's actually probably the best out of a lot of them. He was 10 to 1. I'll just check now. Uh, 10 to 1 anytime. He's been getting a load of deep targets and deep catches. He only makes two or three catches a week, but they're normally for 50, 60 yards. So I think fi- he sh- is eventually going to break one off. So 11 to 1 for Perryman at Paddy Power, which I think is pretty good. Um, I will confirm... With Tim over the weekend, which my um official picks will be, and he'll put them on the face the twitter feed um so I think that's about it uh week seventeen of the season it's it's gone it's done it's flown by after nine months of nothingness it just just shoots by uh obviously we'll be back for playoffs um I'm sure Tim will get me on at some point in the new year, and we'll discuss it all properly. But uh, from me, uh, Adam Wolford, at Touchdown Tips, touchdowntips.com on Twitter. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and I'll catch you in the new year.
0: Okay, so my turn. Like Adam said, I had a really good week on the acres, but essentially coming out pretty much evens. And then it just shows you the fickle the fickle art of gambling. Uh, Adam had one winner that's 14 to 1 and pretty much puts him in profit for all the bets. But like I said, we had a really good season. Uh, week 17 is a difficult one. Um, some really big acres there that uh, Adam's gone for. I've gone for the more conventional uh, money line and handicap and totals. So let's start me off with my money line. I've gone for Houston. Green Bay, Baltimore, Philadelphia, and Indianapolis. I try to, to to stick to teams that have got something to play for, or we know you know they're known quantities. So Houston will still be vying for that that number two seed. You know, even if uh, New England should quite comfortably beat the Jets, they'll still be playing fairly hard. So I'm backing them to beat the Jags, who have been uh, god awful all season. Green Bay don't particularly have anything to play for um, you know, a couple of players will have something to play for next season, You know, being back on the team and, and Rogers obviously want to end on a high, he always goes out uh, to, to win in every game he does So and it's been a disappointing season for the Packers so want to end on a high uh, Baltimore of course with a win will win the AFC North so they're their credentials is there for everyone to see in terms of motivation for Sunday. I know they're playing a tough Browns team, uh, but you know they should they should have enough there with that defense. should should have enough to come over overcome Baker Mayfield. Philadelphia again need to win and hope that the Minnesota Vikings slip up, and I can see that happening as well. But I think Philly will at least do their part uh, and win there against Washington. And then running off Sunday night football, I think Indianapolis uh, also uh, partly to, to help boost the uh, the Acker up. Uh, which is just over four to one, but Indianapolis should uh, should take care of uh, poor Tennessee Titans team. Mariota is a bit questionable, uh, and let's be honest, he's been questionable all season. Like I say, those five there are just over four to one there with Skybet, and don't forget these will all be up on our Twitter page and our Instagram as well at 410 Yards, and don't forget you can catch Adam Appt at TouchdownTips.com at TouchdownTips on Twitter. Moving on to my handicap, Uh, I've gone for a couple here, a couple of uh, pluses, a bit of help for the dogs. Chicago plus four and a half. Uh, I don't understand, I know Chicago don't need you know that they're they're pretty much there for the postseason, and they don't need to win. But um, yeah, they can still catch the Rams and the one game back. And you know, any given Sunday, any team can beat any team. So I, I think Chicago will still play hard. And for some reason, they're they're plus four and a half, uh, which yeah should should be nearer nearer pick'em in my opinion. Uh, I'm actually going to go against Adam and go Dallas plus five and a half. I know they could they're possibly resting some starters, but that could still be there. And the, the spin I've got in it. My angle is you know if the Giants lose uh, the game, they they could very well much have a top five pick in the draft next season. So um, I can see the defense still playing quite hard for Dallas and keep it within five points. Um, so I've gone for Dallas plus five and a half there. And then to round it off, I've sticking with a team in New York. I've gone for the Jets plus fourteen uh, against the New England Patriots. Now, it's an, you, know, you don't usually want to go against the Patriots for any handicap bet you, you do, but 14 points is a lot of points in the NFL. And I just think the way Darnold's been playing recently, uh, Robbie Anderson, and they've got a bit of run game going as well. I can see, you know, Patriots aren't the force that they, they want to wear. Jets' divisional game, of course, all Week 17 games are. will be up for it. They'll keep within two scores. So Chicago plus four and a half. Dallas plus five and a half, New York Jets plus fourteen. That's five, just under five and a half to one, five point four nine to one there with a Unibet and eight eight eight. Who, of course, the same company, uh, pretty much. Moving on to my totals, I've gone all overs here, which bucks my trend of usually going unders. So I've gone over fifty two on Tampa Bay and Atlanta, over forty five and a half New York versus New York uh, York Jets versus New England. Pardon me. And over 45-and-a-half there, Cincinnati versus Pittsburgh. The reason I've gone for those is a couple of those games, teams won't really care. Tampa Bay-Atlanta could be a shootout just because it could be one of those those massive scores. Week 17 games, nothing left to play for for both teams. Both teams won't just put on a bit of a show. No pressure, a bit free, so sometimes you see teams playing a lot better. And also with Tampa Bay giving, turning the ball over just... Uh, at uh, the flick of a coin, they could give uh, short field position to Atlanta. And so it could be a high scoring one, that one. New England and the Jets and Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, both 45 and a half. I just think both of these teams, you know, both all defences aren't that great. Pittsburgh could score 40 on their own uh, in order to try and chase that AFC North title. And the Jets uh, should put up some points there against New England. Um, but New England should obviously put up some points as well, so I, I fancy the three of those. Uh, 3.10 to 11 shots, of course, as you know by listening to this podcast, is 5.95 to 1, and that's with Bet365. Maybe be able to get some slightly more favourable lines there on odds checker. My anytime touchdown treble, I've gone for Antonio Brown against the Cincinnati Bengals, Sonny Michel against the New York Jets, and Julio Jones against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so It's no it's a coincidence that they're all the same games as the totals. Uh, again, these teams have kind of have something to play for. Uh, Julio doesn't, but Julio just loves scoring touchdowns recently uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, that, those, that treble there is 4.34 to 1 at Skybet. Um, again, with Week 17, it's really hard to know. You can actually get a really good a really good uh, bit of value if you know who your starters are and you can get there before the bookies do. It's one week where you can maybe still catch the bookies out. Uh, in terms of any time outside touchdown scorers. Uh, the ones that I've gone for, Cavern uh, Ridley, 9-4. Again, same game, uh, Tampa Bay um, versus the Atlanta Falcons. I've gone Rex Burkhead as well. You know, I fancy him to, to get a touchdown. Again, some crazy Week 17 stuff going on. 13-5 for Rexy, Rexy. Uh, Dak Prescott, 5-2. And now I know they're going to start some rest some starters, but that should still be in there. He's had, had the most rushing touchdowns since he entered the league for a quarterback, so um, five to two, uh, which I, I thought was a bigger price than than I thought, uh, with, especially with the Zeke being rested um, most likely. And then going to round it off with Austin Eckler thirteen to five. He's come out of the con- concussion protocol now, uh, and again, if this one gets out of hand early, Austin Eckler it should still still see a fair share of work. And at thirteen to five, I thought not too shabby. Then by four outsiders. Talking of outsiders, my outsider of the week is Chicago. Again, I can certainly see them wanting to upset the apple cart a little bit and play party poopers there for Minnesota. Uh, I am a bit worried that you know Chicago letting Minnesota win means that they have the exact same fixture next week in the playoffs. So, yeah. But I'm going to just go with Chicago there. I just think they're, they're way uh, undervalued this week in the Ben. So that just leaves my nap and next best. My next best is going to be over 52 in the Tampa Bay-Atlanta game. I just think it could be a hell of a lot of points there. Loads of of offence and not a lot of defence, which is always good. Uh, 52, maybe uh, maybe slightly high, but I still think that will go over. It could be easily a 60-game one. And my nap of the week, Week 17, the New York Jets, plus 14. For all the points I said a bit earlier on in the segment. So that's going to do it for Tim's uh, section. I'd say that's uh, that's both of us done for week 17. I hope you've had a lot of profit following us over the season. We are, we've done really, really well. If you want to check out uh, how well we've done week to week and on the season, check out the website, fulltenyards.com forward slash punting. And again, don't forget to check out Adam's section and his, his write-ups and his uh, previews. Very much recommended and worth the read. And You can catch that at tdtips.com. Now, back to me and Lee. so there you have it all the best bets ahead of of week 17 by yours truly and of course the great Adam Warford of touchdown tips uh, before we go I just want to let you know next week's podcast we'll recap obviously all the week 17 games and let you know about more details of how to get involved in our January competition uh, for the playoffs but we next week's podcast we'll be looking at back at the the 2017 season oh sorry the 2018 season Jesus got me uh, it's been it's been a long day <laughs> um, but yeah we'll do um, we'll look ahead to the playoffs we'll look at uh, who's going to be one and done who could be the start of the playoffs but yeah we'll, we'll give out our full ten yards awards as well so you know best game of the of the year you know MVP uh, stinker and stonker of the year all that kind of stuff Lee should be uh, should be a lot of categories to get through
1: yeah it should be good I'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to hanging out some awards and and, and there'll be some some booby prizes,
0: I guess, as well. No us. Yeah, you gotta have some good. You gotta have some bad along with the good. It's what yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. A bit of balance, like we were saying.
1: You know, gotta have balance.
0: balance. Yeah. If you, one thing you take away is hashtag balance. <laughs> um, I never was good at gymnastics myself, but there we go. Um, yeah. On 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 that note, uh, we shall say goodbye. Hope you all have a, a great new year. Enjoy the week seventeen of football. If you play fancy football in week seventeen, sack the commissioner because you shouldn't be playing. Should not be playing Fantasy Vival in week 17 But we'll be back with you next week uh, Enjoy your weekends, but in the meantime It's goodbye from Lee
1: Yeah, goodbye everyone, have a good have a good New Year uh, Don't drink too much, don't do anything silly Or do
0: <laughs> Don't trade away Patrick Mahomes in Dynasty
1: <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't get drunk at yeah. 12 o'clock and Trade away Patrick Mahomes, yeah
0: uh, It's goodbye from me too Thank you all so much for listening In the great words of Kevin Cadle It's bye-bye for now Bye-bye